If a tree falls in the forest and no one's around, would it make a sound? Would you hear it? If I told you, would you believe it? With all the tragedy going on in this world, if you were standing right in front of it, you probably wouldn't even see it. So busy with your eyes open wide shut and your ears focused on inimportance of the one thing that means the most to you was a goddamn cell phone. And yet there's a child somewhere that can't find its way home. At that doesn't even have a home to find. And yet you're sitting here mad wondering why so-and-so hasn't called. It's got you losing your mind. Got you rolling your eyes at the same person that greets you with a smile and makes sure you are right before you leave in the morning. But the same nigga who called you a bitch and tried to make a fool with a kiss you forgave him for it. And then deceive me, but all I'm trying to do is keep your head and focus in. It's making me sick to my stomach, because you don't seem to realize it's hurting everybody around you. And I keep telling you they're trying to kill our dreams, but you're thinking I'm looking down on you, but that ain't the issue. Every night I get down on my knees and I pray for you, hoping that one day you open your eyes and see the path that God has laid for you, because when the tears of our fears fall, you don't seem to hear the real meanings of the words, I love you, and it scares me. Because your trees are falling while you're gone, doing what you're doing, and it's screaming, devoted, and cursing. Where are you? Even when you're not around, it's calling to you, whether you hear it or not. All right. Hello, hello, hello. This is your girl, Queen Connie. And my name is Tay. And we are She Laughs, She Cries podcast. And that was a piece of mine, which has not been titled, but it was actually an assignment for from my poetry teacher, Poetry, shout out to Poetry. Um, <laughs> I wrote that a long time ago and it just seems to still fit with what's going on in today's society. So that is the poem I went with today. How are you doing, Tay? I'm doing okay. I mean, we got a lot going on in the world right now. A lot of changes going on and sad to say, I don't actually think that things are going to get back to the way they were pre-pandemic I, I definitely feel like we're gonna have to get used to a new normal and we don't even know what that new normal is gonna look like as of right now so the world will never be the same you know what's funny though which I've been dying to talk to you about is I saw this I saw this article the other day um when I was doing some research for a different project and I saw this article um, talking about something, I think they called it Nostradamus or Nostradamus or something like that. But it was basically them trying to say that the virus is going to start talking, turning people into zombies. Oh, hell no. <laughs> really? <laughs> and what I found to be interesting is because we always see this type, anytime some, I will say major disaster, and it doesn't have to be by mother nature, but any type of disaster that kind of corrupts the world as a whole happens, then people start talking like this is the end. This is the when, apocalypse. Yeah, this is the this is the end of the world. And so what I found to be unique about this particular article is that there was information on there from the CDC, which is the Center for Disease Control. And very rarely have I seen the CDC say anything about topics like this they kind of just write it off and just be like no that's not what's going to happen or whatever but they were actually giving advice in the article telling people that what they should do to prepare in the event that we start to see zombies is to have an emergency kit ready make sure that you know where all of the shelter stations are in your area just in case you need to get somewhere to be hidden and hide out from the zombies 
they were telling you to uh, prepare a bag with like canned goods, things that are going to last a gallon of water per day for every person in your house. It was just that kind of, I wouldn't say it made me nervous because again, we've been through so much in this world where we've seen a shift. I feel like the situation with George Floyd was a a major disaster. Again, didn't have nothing to do with um, mother nature, but it was something that definitely affected the world as a whole. We had people from other countries that were joining in and protesting against police brutality, against um, African-Americans and things of that nature. And so I, I don't know. I just kind of feel like felt like that should be the topic for today just it's i don't know we can kind of bounce around but i just feel like with all of this um, you want to you want a topic on how to survive the apocalypse no, no. who's your zombie team <laughs> crew? no 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 definitely not that it's more or less about the fact that things are changing we are in a state of change right everybody is going through their own individual changes in life you know whether you broken up with the boyfriend you've been with for a year or 10 years whether you've lost that job that you've had for 13 years due to the pandemic you know there's a lot of things that are going on a lot of things outside of people control and things that are within people's control that are affecting them so I think we should dedicate this to change because I think that's the most prevalent message that we can give in 2021 is that people be prepared for change in whatever shape or or form it's going to take in your individual life. I think that's a great topic for today. I can definitely say that I have been subject to change. (laughs) Things will never be the same. There's been changes with just my life period with um, friends, uh, jobs. I quit my job. Uh, I had friends I've known my entire life, all of a sudden the relationship is changed and there's no turning back now. It will always be different. We can't get it to go back to where it was, but how do we normalize the new norm? Um, And again, that looks good. That looks good. That looks different for everybody. I think that um, the best thing that we can do is take it one day at a time. Be okay with where you are in the moment. If you're not okay one day, but then you're feeling better the next day, be okay with it. But in terms of change, I kind of feel like (laughs) everybody needs to learn to adapt um, and try as much as they possibly can to, um, I don't know, kind of keep up with what's going on in the world. Um... My sister, she like, this this whole pandemic has not stopped her from, when I say she's living her life. Like everybody else has been in, in a pandemic and home, staying safe. And my sister has been living her life to the fullest. <laughs> like she has gone to Miami. She has gone to Atlanta. She has gone to... Uh, Aspen, this bitch has traveled. <laughs> she has lived her best life 
in these last days of our lives. And that's exactly what she said she's doing. Because when I told her, like, you need to calm down, you know, it's so much going on right now. And she's like, I just turned 21. You telling me the world is about to end. I'm about to live it. Like it is the last day. I'm not about to sit at home and be sad, wondering is tomorrow going to be the last day. The world is, the, the, the sky is falling. I am going to live. I'm gonna <laughs> chase the sky. <laughs> well, I mean, if you if you have the means to do that, I would definitely say go for it. But I know for myself, I have kids, and it's kind of hard to move around and make sudden choices and changes when you have children. You have a lot of That's things true. that you need to take into consideration. Um, what's going to keep them occupied? If if I did decide to go on a road trip, which I thought about it, I actually was like, you know what? Let's get rent a, an RV. I think my auntie had rented an RV. Um, I can't remember when, but she rented an RV. I want to say maybe, I know it was last year sometime, maybe at the beginning of the year and her and her friend and her daughter went driving around and just kind of pulled into areas where you could pull in and plug the the RV in and have electricity and stuff like that. You know, RV had bed in it, it had a bathroom, had a kitchen and all that. And I was thinking that would be something really good to do. But at the same time, you know, my paranoia gets the best of me. And I'm just like, I'm not about to sleep outside in a strange city (laughs) with an RV and uh, what kind of locks is on the door. You know, now I have to worry about depending on where you pull in and park I have to worry about human beings and I feel like I have to worry about Winnie the Pooh coming out of the forest and trying to get inside of my RV and and we we ain't got it's not I mean I don't know if RVs have a back door but what's the emergency exit protocol uh when your RV is under attack so I would assume to stay in there and not go out there where it's being attacked by yeah but what if he almost in is what I'm trying to say what if he didn't because I don't know how good the door is on an RV, but I don't think that it would be made the same as what's on a house or an apartment. So my thing is, is if they were to, if I don't know if they could break through, but if they were to break through, then what would we do? Good question. Um, I don't think a bear has the thought process to try to get inside unless, unless they smell some kibbles and bits. Right. And I'm assuming that when them getting inside, if you attacking them while they trying to get outside, they will retreat. I'm hoping. I don't know. I hope never be in that situation to have to find out. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I definitely feel like it's been a sad, sad year. And I definitely feel bad for, you know, the thousands of people who were affected who got sick who lost family members i know there's a lot of people out there who the breadwinners in their families the father who would go out and work you know passed away because he got infected and then he died and now the mother stay-at-home mom been a stay-at-home mom forever has no skills no life skills no employment skills no career skills none of that probably not even enough people skills to go out there and get a job is now left in a predicament where she has to fend for herself and her children if they had kids and you know it's just for me moving forward that has been um the thoughts that I have had is how to prevent 
myself in the future from being a victim of the shortcomings of our government and, and their failure to act in this situation? How do I prevent that? What do I do moving forward? I think that's where I am right now is trying to figure out how to prevent myself from being in this situation where I'm like literally waiting on the stimulus, literally waiting on unemployment. You know, I don't want to be dependent. If anything, let that be extra. Like, oh, right. okay, we good. We had a, now I wouldn't say a fail-proof system, but we had a system that wasn't af- af- affected by the government as much as what happened now. Right. You know what I mean? Because that's something that's outside of your control. You're working for a place that's a mom-pop's place that's small, or doesn't have a lot of employees, and then they lay you off because they mm-hmm. can't afford, you know, they're not getting the funding that they're used to getting. What do we do moving forward? I mean, has anyone ever thought about that, or is everyone kind of like settling into going right back into their regular routine, just going back out and getting another job at McDonald's? Or, you know, what 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 is everybody thinking about doing now? I don't know what everyone else is thinking about doing. I know that I definitely, next time around, want to be more prepared, want to have a a more stable, essential work uh, income coming in. Like, knowing that, okay, if the world does shut down, I need it. Because, I don't know, well, I guess Lyft drivers were (laughs) consistent. technically essential since people did have to get to and from work still but what I allegedly well initially uh, quit my job for was to do my own business doing entertainment and right now the entertainment has not been very essential well at least for what I was doing entertaining the elderly that hasn't been an essential job so we're like okay no uh, we're not gonna <laughs> hire you to come and entertain because and the nursing homes were highly affected so it was really a no-go to go in there and just be like okay I'm coming in here to sing and you pay me so I want to have something more secure like just in case something like this is happening I definitely wish I had uh, uh, saved Going forward, I think everyone had, they better have learned that lesson to have have something just in case stimulus doesn't come through, just in case EDD is, is, the lesson learned was to be prepared. (laughs) Prepare for for the unexpected because I wasn't expecting this. Right. And that's, I think think that's a good point actually to talk about saving. Uh, moving forward I've already I've always had that idea that I want to be able wherever I was living whatever my situation was was to be able to have enough money to get me through at least I would say three months six months would be ideal but to have three months worth of your bills and its expenses in a savings account so you know that every month that you need at least a thousand dollars to cover your rent your groceries all of the household essentials um your utility bills and then if you have any car expenses cell phone expenses and all of that then you would need to save between three to six thousand dollars you know so already i've always had that mentality but i just have never been in a situation making enough money where i can make that happen because comfortably yeah yeah (laughs) the situation even pre-pandemic was already paycheck to paycheck you right. know me and you were out there like hustling, hustling. Like, right <laughs> 
me and you were out there literally like you you would start at what 5 a.m 6 a.m sometimes, you know, yeah. sometimes 6 7 a.m mm-hmm. to try to get those deals and and um promos on mm-hmm. lift i remember you'd be like oh they got a promo if you complete these mini rides i get an extra 50 or 100 dollars mm-hmm. or something like that own it and um i would you know my situation was affected by my kids because i had to drop them off at school so i would have to drop them off and then start driving and then try to be done and have made a sufficient amount of money in the five to six hours that they were in school and it you know when this hit it was just like yeah i can't go back to that and then with those types of jobs it's hit or miss Right. You know what I mean? With those independent contractor jobs. Because I, we may have one good day where we're like, oh, I made $100. And I've only right. been out here for three hours. Right. And have That's another day where we've been out there for three hours and only made like $45. Right. You know what I mean? So moving forward, I said, you know, I, I've, I've realized that I've gotten a little bit more comfortable with spending mm-hmm. um and so i'm trying to now when i when now when i have an idea or a thought to purchase something i will sit and ponder on it for maybe a week or two and decide is this something that i can go without and if i can then i won't purchase it so moving forward i would say that the best thing that we can all do right now is just work on being prepared i mean there's only so much people can do you can have a shed in the back of your house with all of your living essentials but i feel like most of these houses are not what's the word if 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 the walking dead did decide to come to (laughs) the united states of america we gonna need a heck of a lot more than what these houses are offering for us to be safe i would say if you have the money though because if if it were me if i had the money and i was in my own house not in an apartment I would definitely try to have my get an extension put on my apartment, like get a basement, or we would make our oh, garage yeah. our safe, a safe space, house. a safe yeah. house, um, because it's a large metal, heavy metal door. Mm-hmm. So we would try to make it work. Put some snacks and stuff in there. Right. Hopefully, you know what I mean. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping though, because I'm not trying to be like Will Smith and I am legend. <laughs> I'm not, but I can, I've been paranoid. I get real paranoid even when my gas is. I'm like, oh, God, we got half a tank of gas. We need to fill this up because we don't know if we're going to have to pack up and go. And in my head, right. you wouldn't be sure you know I'm crazy. Though. Right. <laughs> you know I'm low-key crazy. So I already in my head, I'm like, every day I go to bed, I'm like, okay, I got a half a tank of gas in here. And like, I... I kid you not, just last night I was sitting back, I got into bed and I literally looked at my um let look got into bed and I turned over and I looked at my little off my little desk set up in the room. And for whatever reason, I don't know why, but it just popped into my head like what would you grab if a nuclear bomb or anything just so if something were to happen near you where you needed to hurry up and leave, it was not an option for you to stay in your house and be safe. You had to go. And so I thought about it and I said, what could we grab? I said, for me, depending on what's going on in the world, I would probably just grab my purse, my tablet, and the kids and say, let's go. Anything yeah. else we will buy along the way because I'm pretty sure we might be able to find a store or two where we could get some stuff. But at the same time, I keep a diaper bag in my car with clothes for my son with diapers just in case I have to do an escape. I also have a snack bag in there. It ain't enough for a week's worth of food, but I was like, we'll have we'll have one cracker a day if we need to. 
But, get some kind of nutrient in right. the system. <laughs> so I, I need to restock that thing. And I'm I'm, I'm thinking about getting a, 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 what do you call that, a first aid kit. And just keeping it a small one with some Band-Aids and stuff that we could just keep in the car too. But yeah, I think that the best thing, the best advice that we can give ourselves this year is just learn to adapt, accept change, and to be prepared as much as you possibly can. There are some things that you just can't prepare for. I mean, we can't prepare for meteors falling from the sky right but be prepared as much as you can so that you'll have a fighting chance i agree with that that's all i can say on that i think the the diaper bag left in a car is smart i usually keep like an outfit and change of clothes some water in my car a jacket a blanket just in case you know because you never know yeah um Oh, did you hear about what happened in Texas? About the, it's freezing and then the people dying because they were trying to keep warm, so they put the grill inside the house. Which one are you talking about? No, I ain't heard about that one. That one, we don't have to talk about that one. But no, I was talking about um, with it being freezing and then they lost power out there yeah. for however long. Like, and I, I, you know, there's a couple of channels that I watch on YouTube. One of them, Dami and Ra, they live, they just moved from Missouri to Texas, literally. Oh. And when they got out there, um, they were affected by the power outage. So they mm-hmm. had posted a video of them being um, outside in their van, mm-hmm. like, you know, to charge up their cell phones um, and also for heat. So they, they had a, a minivan, they put the van all the seats down in the van and made like a a pallet in the back of the van so that Uh their kids because they have four kids two babies and like two uh slightly older children Uh and they made like a pallet in the back and they just kind of hung out in the car um in the daytime to keep warm because there was no electricity right so it's like stuff like that like how do you prepare water is not gonna save you if it's oh my uh, gosh 30 degrees outside you they didn't have water. Up. They didn't even have water right, for some places. If you have, because they're saying, you know, they're, they're, the advice that they're giving is to pack bottles of water. But I'm like, bottles of water is not going to help you get warm. Right. I, and then there was some people, which I'm kind of glad they did this first. Because in my head, yes, it's cold. I got a grill outside. I'm going to bring that grill in the house and warm up. But people were dying for chemical uh to- just toxins from the coal in the house, but they were trying to keep warm. And they, I was like, oh my God, I didn't, that would have been me. Cause that would have been my first thought. I'm gonna go get the grill from outside and put it in the house cause I'm cold. Right. But yeah, they died because of it. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. A, that's a, so, um, yeah. Being more, uh, uh, in, so yeah. In that case, what do you do? There's nothing you mm-hmm. can do, but you know, I think they had a good idea. Um, they were outside. I probably wouldn't have went outside in the daytime, though, because we have light in the house. Mm-hmm. Now that it's daytime. At nighttime, I probably would be like, let's go outside. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. go in the car because at least we could be warm. And, you know, we have the lights from the car, you know. But in the daytime, I would probably try to do as much as I can in the household. Mm-hmm. But that's definitely a difficult situation with them not having electricity. They can't go in and out of their refrigerator. You know, they were, they were, they actually drove to like what we have out here is like 7-Eleven. Some mm-hmm. 7-Elevens have like microwaves. You can warm up food. Some of them I haven't seen them in a long time. But that's what they did. They went to a gas station that had like a 7-Eleven type mm-hmm. store behind it and took food that they had cooked and took it and warmed it up in the microwave and that's how they ate and all that so it's like you gotta be proactive 
You know what I mean? I, I have a cooler, a cooler in my in my closet. So I, <laughs> I said I would just take the cooler and I don't know if we would be able to go to a grocery store and get some ice, but we would just take whatever ice we did have in the freezer and put it in there and put our sandwich meat and some mayonnaise and stuff in there. We would just be having sandwiches. I wonder, is there like a generator that you can buy that works on like movement? Like you can like, like an extra, you can hook it up to like a bicycle and you can work out to generate some electricity to keep things going or something like that. Or like a hamster wheel. I think they came out with that a long time ago. We would definitely have to. Um, I don't think that that's a bad idea to have as a backup though yeah um, I definitely think that moving forward people should try to get something like that like just definitely. in case the power goes out we can wind up some power and mm-hmm. maybe it'll give us about two hours of um, electricity right and also with that two hours we can I don't know warm up some food in the microwave we can have a little bit of coolness in our refrigerator mm-hmm. I have no idea but yeah should wrap it up so what are your um, closing remarks <laughs> um definitely to be prepared uh, and adapt to whatever is going on with life because life is changing constantly and just stay afloat you know don't let it consume you overwhelm you eventually the storm will be over and no things will not be back to normal but they will be whatever they'll be and you have to live <laughs> right i'm like it's it's this is my last comment but it's funny you know they're giving out all these food stamps in all the different states or whatever but people don't have no way to keep their food secure they can buy food but they have to buy on the go stuff that won't spoil if it's not in the refrigerator and i said that's a good thing again we don't know if the rest of the world will be affected if something really bad happens so you know i'm just hoping it doesn't get to a place where money isn't even a factor anymore where you can't use money to go to a store and buy stuff because money is not being accepted so then what do you do you have to start selling off stuff getting rid of stuff exchanging stuff you know but yeah i am going to say to you guys to um, be okay with where you are learn to adapt and accept change and uh definitely stay tuned for our next episode (laughs) until then stay blessed uh what did you say at the end of your videos oh remember to live love and elevate and we will definitely definitely be back for our uh, next episode that's right live love elevate ashay